Hello, Diamond Girls. This is Adrienne Everhart. I just wanted to add this quick update to all of my most popular podcast episodes to say thank you. Because of you, my podcast is now listed in the top 10 on Apple and Spotify. That's for people who are searching the terms relationship advice or relationship advice for women. So if you haven't already, please take a moment to follow me, rate and review my podcast. This helps other women just like you find my podcast episodes and see how their life can get so much better, bigger, and more meaningful with the power of feminine energy. Again, thank you for supporting my podcast. Because of you, more and more women are finding my show. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Adrienne Everhart. I'm so excited to be with you and tell you about this episode I did live. It's also on YouTube if you want to see the video format. And if you ever want to attend one of my live podcast videos, you can sign up for my newsletter at my website, everheartcoaching.com. Now, in this episode, I'm focusing on practicing feminine energy habit change. I'm really happy to share this episode with you because so often we don't talk about the clarity and awareness that has to go into creating positive change in your life. So I teach you how to really drop down into your body, find what you're feeling, see if you're repeating patterns, judgments, actions, words that aren't producing any positive results in your life. So this is really a feminine energy practice. I also share with you a little exercise about practicing a grateful heart, and I have a little feminine energy twist on it. I think it's going to really warm your heart and increase your feminine energy vibe when you do this little exercise. I look forward to hearing from you in the comments and leave me in a message if you're listening on anchor.fm. And as always, I appreciate your comments and hope you enjoy this episode. Hi there, I'm Adrienne Everhart, your feminine energy dating and relationship coach, and you're listening to this podcast is for women. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about breaking your bad habits in a relationship. We all have something that we know we're doing that's not serving us. It's not serving the relationship, and it may be why you're here. Usually the man or the problem we're having with a, a man or a relationship is because we have a habit we're repeating over and over again. And I'm going to give you some tools to help you understand if you have any patterns repeating in your life, what you can do with your feminine energy, your masculine energy to get in touch with, you know, first off, why am I doing this? How can I stop doing it? How can I detach from this feeling I'm creating in my relationship? Habits are such a complicated thing because a lot of times we're doing them and we don't even know we're doing them. We're not even aware. And remember, that's what I'm here to teach you about, which is feminine energy. Feminine energy is about getting you in touch with your body, observing what's going on around you and how it feels. That is the best indicator. Your feelings will always tell you what's up. They'll let you know if something's right or something's not going, if something's going wrong. And it's not that life is supposed to be perfect and we're never supposed to have any challenges, 
but we definitely want to improve in the areas, have some healthy growth. There's some part of you that's aware feminine energy is here to help me (laughs) in some way. All right. So let's talk about what a bad habit is in a relationship. And there's probably an unlimited amount of bad habits that a person can have in a relationship. But the big one that I face with my clients, especially powerful dynamite women who are in their masculine energy is that they're critical. They're very critical of their partner. We want to notice if our child or something's wrong with them. We have to notice very quickly. We have to be alerted to it in very subtle ways. So we can pick up if something's wrong or different. And that's why you're probably really good at preening your, your boyfriend or your husband. Like you can tell if there's an eyelash on him or lint on his clothes. And he kind of never really notices these things. So our brains can really pick up on small details that are wrong. And this can also apply to just what's going on in our life because it can become a habit. It can become criticism, can become something that we're doing over and over again to ourselves, to our friends, our family, at work, and especially to our partner. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the criticism that my clients experience in their relationship. They will usually come to me and tell me that their partner is critical of them that their partner is telling them that something's wrong with them or something's not right in the relationship. And I always look at relationships as being these amazing mirrors and this never really fails. If one partner is feeling criticized, the other partner is also feeling criticized. If one partner is not feeling loved, the other partner is not feeling loved. And you have to, if you're feeling criticisms coming towards you, this is when you need to say, how can I be less critical of myself? How can I be less critical of my partner? That's always the starting place. It's just a little self-reflection and find out, is this something that's really affecting me? So let's talk about that 80-20 rule. You've probably heard it before. And I love this rule because it lets my inner boy say, okay, I can help out my inner girl here. I can do numbers. I can do math. I can look at things and really sort through them. So the 80, 20 rule is about 80% of the time, your relationship should feel really good. It should feel like it's on track. It's progressing in your life. 80% needs to be okay. But then there's going to be this 20% that feels uncomfortable. That's difficult. There may be a 20% in your relationship where It does include some critiquing, working on the relationship, helping fix it, wondering what's wrong, (laughs) things like this. Our little bit of argument might happen in the other 20%, but that 80% is where we want it to mostly feel good. So criticism sneaks into that 20% where we're finding something wrong with our partner. There's something that they should be doing better. And we end up feeling resentment or not feeling like we're getting enough from our partners. Perhaps we're not getting enough from ourselves. The first thing I want you to think about with a bad habit is, is it really bad or is it just no longer serving you? So it's been in your life for a while. It's maybe been going on forever. It might have been something you developed with this partner. It might've been something you developed when you started college or when you first became a mom you became very critical or very narrow focused in a particular area of your life. 
just understand it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's not serving you anymore the way it used to. At some point in time, maybe you needed to grow in that area. You needed to grow in your masculine energy and really be able to observe things from a critical viewpoint. This was helping you in some way. It likely helped you in your career. A lot of masculine energy women are in jobs that require you to be more analytical. Think back to that. Understand this is not about good or bad. It's just really about it's not serving me in the relationship. So I talk about how you can be in your boy energy all day long. That's perfectly fine. But in the relationship with your guy, you want to let him lead as much as you can so that he will get into his masculine energy and you can get into your feminine receiving energy and have that balance that will feel so good to you both. So it's not good or bad. It's just no longer serving you if it's affecting your relationship negatively. And this could go for anything, overeating, drinking too much, being on your phone too much, whatever the bad habit is. At some point, it actually helped you get through life. But now it's just not serving you anymore. The next thing I want you to think about is just why do you want to break any habit? If you feel like you're having an issue with your guy, your partner, your work, whatever it may be, why, why now? Why is now the time that I want to solve whatever's going on? Why do I want to quit this? Because so often the man leads us to this place of growth. I would not be sitting here as a dating relationship coach. I would have not learned more about feminine energy. I would not have the things I have in life or the self growth and spiritual and emotional development I've had. If it were not for a man, you know, this man walked into my life and all these, you know, switches got flicked in my head and I became, I wanted to heal things with that relationship with that man, which led me on a spiritual journey that I'd previously not encountered or been interested in, in any way. So, so often it is the man that has you here now. There's some problem with the man. There's some problem with your relationship. There's some problem with dating. It's not unfolding the way you want it to be. So we are usually in a place of fear at that point. We're scared of losing our partner. We're scared that we're never going to get married. We're scared we're going to be alone for the rest of our lives. And fear can be that motivator that says, okay, I need to change something. There's something here I'm doing or thinking or practicing That's not serving me. Fear is great to get the ball rolling, but fear isn't here to be how you do this every day and make your life work. We want you to be focused, not so much on losing your partner or being single forever or being alone or never having children. Instead of looking at it in that regard or getting your guy to behave, that's one I hear so often is, I want these feeling statements to work. I want this feminine energy to work. And that's you hoping, I think that's a great thing, hoping that this is something that you're trying new and different that's going to help you, but you're not doing it to make a person jump through a particular hoop. This isn't some sort of black magic. This is really about having a healthy intention that you want to love yourself and you want to love your partner. And you want to have the healthiest 
most loving, ideal, soft, warm, receiving energy in your life possible. This is something that I'm actively deciding that I want to have in my life. It's an intention you're setting. So when you set that intention that I want a healthy, loving, long-lasting relationship that leads to marriage, I want my life to be filled with joyous, loving, wonderful moments, warmth, friendship, good times, memories. These are the things I desire and want. And just notice how your energy will shift. So that's where your habit comes into because your habit is currently in a particular way of thinking. Your habit's stuck in, I'm going to think about these problems until I solve them. Instead of, you know, I want this moment to feel joyous. I want to feel joy. What does joy feel like? What does love feel like to me? You can get acquainted with that feeling, what joy and peace and a healthy relationship feels like. Get acquainted with that and begin to live and act from that space, from that mindset. And again, mindset. This is all about how your inner boy can help your inner girl. Your inner boy is able to fine tune things like mindset, what you're thinking, what you're putting into your life. It's up to your girl to really discover how she wants to feel and to put those into practice for herself. So when you go back to this place of when your life felt good, or you have a memory or a feeling or a sensation of just how it feels to be wrapped up in your partner's arms and that you two are simpatico, you're on the same page, you're understanding each other, you're a team, and you feel that feeling, how is it different than when your partner triggers you in a way that gets you out of that feeling? So I'm going to ask this in a different way. When you're with your partner, or in the past, when you felt you were in a loving, healthy place, what is the trigger that comes along that takes you out of that healthy place? Now, we're not here to blame a person and say, oh, I was in such a great mood until you walked in the door. <laughs> this isn't about blaming someone for how we feel, but it's about observing what's, what just triggered me into the mindset that this comment, this person had just ruined my day. What triggered me from going from this soft, pink, fluffy cloud <laughs> to the basement, the damp basement of this building? Like, how did I get from here to here? And this is, again, where your inner boy is going to help you step back, look at your last argument, look at your last date, look at your last situation at work or in your personal life, whatever it may have been. Look, this includes... You're doing great on your diet and then you slip up. Well, what happened? What was the trigger? And the great thing about knowing your triggers is that once you know them, you know how to respond to them. But it's up to you to write your triggers out, get very familiar with what it is he says, what it is he does, what your boss says, what your friend says, whatever it may be. And how can I really access my feminine energy in this moment? and respond with love. I'm also going to have my boundaries. I'm going to always be able to stand up for myself. I'm learning how to speak assertively instead of defensively or passive aggressive. That's the purpose of feeling statements that you're able to state how I feel and you're not blaming your partner and you're creating this space 
so that the relationship can heal. That is how feminine energy heals you. And it's how it heals your partner because your partner may have never experienced a woman who is in her body and able to open up her heart, unzip her heart and share what's inside without telling him he's wrong for doing this, without criticizing him for being a human. So this is the shift we want to make in breaking the bad habit of criticism. We want to be able to find what we're really feeling in our hearts, how we want to feel in life. And when that trigger comes along, that changes all of that. When you can identify your triggers, you can find ways to deal with these problems, no matter what it is, whether it's relationship, work, your diet, whatever it may be. This is all about getting better at feeling instead of thinking. You're getting better at feeling and deciding how you want things to feel. Yes, it takes a little bit of thought. You have to think, well, what am I going to do? What am I going to say in that moment? For sure. You're still going to be balancing your masculine and feminine energy, but I doubt you've ever really gone at a problem saying, you know, how do I want this to feel in this moment? How do I want this problem to feel at the end of the day? When I get my new job, how do I want to feel? You know, when I'm out on a date, how do I want to feel in my body? What is it that my intention is about? Or when my husband comes home today from work, what do I want to feel? So just like in yoga class, you set that intention. You start off with that intention. The universe, no doubt, is always going to give you what the universe wants to give you. But this is about the very thing you can control, which is yourself. And deciding what to think will help you with what you're feeling. Deciding what you let in, how you're judging it, where you're holding it in your heart, or whether you're letting it go. All right, everyone. I hope this has been helpful. We're going to talk a little bit more about breaking bad habits and relationships. We can talk about the 80-20 rule. We can talk about if you have a problem with criticism and what it means for you to create a healthy relationship and how sometimes it's really fear of losing our partner that leads us into a place of great growth. So I'm going to open up the mic here and unmute if anyone wants to raise their hand and have a little chat with me. All right, let's go over to Natalie. Hi there, Natalie. How are you? Hi, Adrian. How are Hi. you? Hi. Good. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thank you. Um, so I was just thinking about everything you were saying as you were sharing. And um, I know that um, I wanted to give somebody else a chance to talk, but that's why I didn't say anything. But um, I definitely get into criticism uh, when I'm thinking about some of the choices that my man makes like, why is he making, that's not the right decision for his life. And why is he doing that? And why is he doing this? Um, but, and also my trigger would definitely be if I feel like he has a passive reaction to what I'm saying, or I don't feel like he's engaged to what I'm talking about. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Kind of like how you tell us to say, uh-huh, but it's like reversed when he does it to me. I'm like, this is whack. Like, I, I don't like being ignored. I don't like feeling ignored, but um, I'm going to have, a, I have a question. I actually do have a question. Um, <laughs> Before you ask your question, can I jump in here and just say one thing? Mm -hmm. I don't know if uh, any of you read my most recent newsletter, which was about three self-love blocks. Mm -hmm. 
And one of the things I talk about in that blog is how when I first discovered my feeling statements and learning how to feel and be in my body, I would cry around a guy or it might be my mom or someone like that. And like, they wouldn't respond. They wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And I used to get so mad um, because my inner boy would say, Hey, we're, we're crying and we're, we're, we're telling them all these things we're feeling. They're not doing anything. And it's very interesting that you would bring that up right when I have just released this blog, just like a day ago. So I kind of feel like if there's anyone out there that's listening, that feels like I'm having this emotion and you need to be responding to me a certain way. Don't get me wrong. I think empathy is a wonderful thing to have in a relationship. It's a necessary element in a relationship. Our partners are not always going to be able to do it, but Uh, let's go back to 80, 20. No, that's so, that's so funny that you mentioned that because yeah, I got a no response the other day and it, it just triggered me so bad. And I got really mad. Um, so yeah, it'd be nice to know how to be in a feminine energy. And yeah, they're not always going to react that way. But my question is, what do you do when you feel like you're dealing with a passive man, somebody who is almost like in feminine energy? It's like the roles, the polarities are reversed. And I feel like I'm the go-getter. I'm ambitious. I'm like, yeah, let's get this done. Boom, boom, boom. And he's like, staring into the clouds and he's kind of like the artist he's artsy uh-huh. he's like, you know la, la, la. and I'm like oh my gosh like what are you doing what are you doing like how do you do are we him? talking about career here are we talking about the relationship oh my gosh I feel like he's sort of just like that and I and I, how do I stay feminine and not just want to take the reins and be like okay this is what we're going to do. You know, like I'm giggling. Can you tell? (laughs) Because, um, well, first off your inner boy is probably really good at coaching and motivating. And I don't know if you're doing that in your own life as a career, but that's a strength you have, you know, that's a strength and that's a, that's a calling that you're having. And that man is in front of you and he is showing you this right now because it's something that I encourage you to explore because I think there's more for you there. And this is another way the man leads the way. He turns us on to and somehow leads the way mm-hmm. to us finding out more about ourselves. But yeah, it's really frustrating because your inner boy wants something to be happening that mm-hmm. isn't happening. So let me ask you this. Why do you want him to be more ambitious? Why do you want him to be? And by the way, not being ambitious is neither masculine or feminine. It's just how he is, right? Um, yeah, it's kind of how he is. And he actually, he actually dumped me a few days ago, but it's okay. I'm not tripping about it because uh, we've been in this, this little cycle and there's way more to the story that I won't you know it'll take forever so um maybe I can coach with you if you're still coaching but um oh my gosh can you ask me the question again yeah so so what we're wanting to know is why do you want this man to be more whatever it is um behind that 
probably fear, but I, I don't know how we're going to get a f into a future when he doesn't have any ambitions for the future. He's just okay. kind of like watching TV and, and maybe he'll smoke a little bit of weed at night and, and, mm -hmm. you know, raising his daughter and, and he has his little job and, and I'm like, I'm super ambitious. I have things that I want to accomplish and that I want to do. How do we align when you're sure. in outer space and how do I have a future with you and stay in feminine energy when you're, you know, I want us to right. move forward. Are you tired of feeling misunderstood, ignored, or frustrated by the men in your life? Do you wish you knew how to communicate with them in a way that makes them listen, respect, and adore you? If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to check out my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. This ebook is a comprehensive guide to help you master the art of feminine communication and get what you want from any man in an authentic, warm, loving, caring way. Whether you're single, dating, or in a relationship, this ebook teaches you how to express your feelings, needs, and desires in a way that makes him want to please you and commit to you. You'll learn how to avoid common mistakes that push men away, how to use your voice and body language to attract and keep attention, and how to handle conflict and disagreements without losing his respect, and much, much more. Plus, you'll get access to my two-day video class that teaches you a lot of body postures and poses that you can use in a lot of different situations so you'll never run out of the right words to say. 500 Ways to Talk to a Man is the ultimate resource for any woman who wants to improve her communication skills and create a deeper connection with the man in her life. Don't miss this opportunity to transform your love life and get my ebook today. Go to www.everheartcoaching.com and get your copy. The link is below in the description. Hi, everyone. This is Adrian Everhart. If you're enjoying my podcast and also enjoy my YouTube channel, I suggest you go a little bit deeper into one of my self-study programs. I recommend everyone start with my ebook, 500 Ways to Talk to a Man. It also comes with a two day video class. This ebook has transformed the lives of so many women because I help you get aligned with your natural feminine energy and learn to speak and phrase your words in a way that really connects to a man's heart instead of challenging him with masculine energy. I can teach you so much more in my self-study programs. I have something for every topic that you may be interested in. And of course, New Man Manifesto, which is a 12-week manifesting course. It comes with homework and lots of extras. So head on over to my website, everheartcoaching.com to learn more. Yeah, no, it's really frustrating because this is where you're your inner boy is wanting a specific outcome and your inner girl is maybe just feeling bored or restless or like, this is never going to work because we're not on the same page. So there's just a couple of things that I want you to understand about masculine and feminine energy. Masculine energy is about action. Feminine energy is about leaning back and seeing how it unfolds. 
Now, if you are now a CEO and a boss babe and you're running your company and you're on the top of the world, go ahead and decide that a guy who has low ambition is not for you. But if you guys are both developing and growing in the relationship, but at different speeds and in different ways, it's just really about judging what he's doing as right or wrong. Like him smoking weed, him playing a video game is really neutral. It's really a neutral thing. We can't say that it, it, it will or won't make his career advance, but you might not like it. Now, if you don't like it, that's just a preference that your inner girl has. But don't let it be an excuse as to why this man's not right for you or why he needs to kind of be on the same level as you are. So you can see how criticism sneaks in here in the form of, I mean, well, I want us to have a family. I want us to have a life together. It sneaks in, but really it's just judging your other partner. And meanwhile, back at the ranch, like we're not even all together, <laughs> you know, and so few people are. And I just think that this puts so much pressure on you. It puts so much pressure on the relationship. And if you want a man who is ahead of you, a man yes. that you can rate, a man that you can uh, lean on or get support from with your career, who can advise you and be a good coach to you, go for that type of person. Yeah. And I've been, I, I've been like confused um, for a while about preferences versus boundaries. When you talk about that, I'm like, well, what's the difference? I mean, I'm still trying to figure that out, but that kind of clarified it a little bit, what you said. Um, but I'm still sort of sorting that out in my mind. You know what? I, no matter how much I talk about preferences and boundaries, I'm still not getting the message through because I hear about this every day. I'm not kidding you. I, I feel like I just need to take out uh, some advertising about that one because it is so pivotal. And uh, a boundary is about your physical and mental well-being mm -hmm. about you physically getting hurt, you mentally being harmed or your children or whoever is that you're taking care of. And a boundary is here's a line in the sand with, with a preference. Even for example, if a man can't really commit to you and he's telling you that he can't really be in a relationship right now, but he expects you to be faithful to him you could have a boundary that says, I hear you. I totally get that. You need to be, you can't commit to me right now. However, I want to be in a committed relationship. I'm enjoying dating you, but I'm also going to keep my options open. That is a boundary. Another boundary is I will not be getting in the car with you. If you've had more than two drinks, if you smoke around me, I will be going to stay at my mother's or if you smoke around my children, I will be going somewhere else or do not, do not smoke. If I find out you've smoked in this house, here's, here's what I'm going to do as my boundary. Now, preference would be, oh God, you're smoking tonight. Oh gosh, you're drinking tonight. I really don't want you to drink tonight. Please don't drink. That's a preference. So I hope that helps clear up boundaries versus uh, preferences. I really do get asked that question a lot. And uh, preferences are really about what you're, you know, what you're feeling. Preference can turn into a boundary, however. Um, 
that can happen as well. Anya, I'm coming for you and I'm asking to unmute. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thank you. It's so nice to talk to you live. I've been watching your videos for two years, so it's crazy. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad to have you here with me as well. Thank you so, so much for joining today. Thanks. Okay, so um, my question is, I used to be a lot more critical before I started watching your channel. And I've been trying really hard to work on that. But, um, okay, so you know how you sometimes say in your videos that one of you can change the two of you. Mm -hmm. um, well, I do think that's true. Um, my boyfriend can still be very critical, even when I'm not, when I'm really trying not to be and like not complain for a week or two about nothing. Um, he can still be very critical. And I just... I'm just wondering if you have any advice on how to deal with that, <laughs> because sometimes it can feel so frustrating when I try to, you know, do the work, but he acts in these ways where it's just, it makes it difficult for me to stay in my feminine energy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, we're going to need an example. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is going to sound stupid, but, you know, sometimes he just says these things to me, like this one time uh, we were just walking um, outside and there was plenty of space and I was walking next to him. And then I don't know, maybe he was like annoyed at something, um, but then he just goes and he just tells me like, you take up so much space when you walk. <laughs> and it's just like these ridiculous little things that he's says but um just makes me feel like he's generalizing and sort of just attacking me and I even told him in that moment I told him well I just feel criticized I don't know why but um yeah I just feel like he is a type of person and he is working on it his mental health and everything but he can just focus on the negative a lot and um, in the past few years, I've been trying to do the opposite. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, sometimes it's difficult for me to navigate when he's in that type of mood. Absolutely. And I just want to ask uh, another question. Um, sure. Has he gotten worse with the negativity since you have gotten better with it? Actually, I think that since we've started dating, it's only been a year and a few months now, he's gotten better. Um, he even tells me that he has been feeling much better since uh, he started seeing me. But um, sometimes it feels like he is doing worse when I'm in a great mood. And yeah. then other times it's also the other way around when I mm -hmm. feel like he's doing great um, sometimes I get triggered maybe yeah. by this and I feel like, oh, okay. This okay. okay. Cause that's, that, that is a phenomenon. That's a real phenomenon. Um, it never fails. One of the partners says, you know what? We're not going to argue. We're not going to yell anymore in this relationship. And then the one that like, wasn't much of a yeller to begin with <laughs> can't keep their volume down anymore. There is some sort of strange thing that like that, that happens. And I am, I am still trying to figure that one out myself, why this energy shift happens when your partner who was finally being positive and like, you're in the most negative mood ever. I, if anyone has any ideas as to why this happens, I would love to know, but I will go back to what 
I'm here to talk about, which is this balance. You know, we're going through this masculine feminine energy balance, like all the time. And my question to you is clearly you were not taking up space walking and he's feeling some sort of irritation inside. I just want to make sure you understand that this is about him, not you. Because a lot of women will beat ourselves up and we'll critique ourselves and we'll start walking on eggshells because we're with a partner who is projecting their anger and anxieties on us because we're right there. You're on the sidewalk right next to him and you've got a big target on your back because you are the one that's with him. And this is where I would love for you to be able to stand up and be assertive. I love that you told him, you know, I'm feeling really criticized right now, but also just, you know, just getting some space from him, maybe a little more to kind of look at this, you know, look at the relationship and look at him and just say, gosh, if, if I engage, if I give him one ounce of like anger explanation, defending, it makes it bigger, right? Cause then he has something to chomp on. Then he has something to fight with you about. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you take the bait he could be this way for the rest of his life with you. There are some people, there are some men out there. Don't get me wrong. Everybody gets on everybody's nerves at some point in time, but there are some people more than others who will pick on the person around them when they are unhappy. And there is no curing what's going on inside of him. You can't do anything you can heal yourself and you can hope that it influences him in a positive way, but ultimately you have no control over this and you're either going to reach a place where you just can't take it anymore, or you're going to let him give him, give him some feedback about how we're going to criticize each other and know the difference between commenting versus criticizing. Criticizing is you take up too much space on the sidewalk, making a comment if he needs more space on the sidewalk, he is self-efficient. He can back up. He can take a few steps in another direction. You see, he is in charge of his own life, right? Yes. So in these situations, it's really about him self-regulating his own emotion and being self-efficient himself. But instead he's saying, no, no, you have to back up on the sidewalk for me to be okay. You have to change how you said that. You have to change your tone for me to be okay right now. I'm not responsible for how you feel. That needs to be your sentence and it's going to hurt him. It's going to sting when you stand up to him and say, sorry, I am not responsible for how you feel. I am not responsible for where you choose to stand on a sidewalk. You can be empathetic. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. You don't have enough space but I'm not responsible for where you stand on a sidewalk either. Is it going to cause a lot of problems in your relationship? Probably to be really honest, probably when you're with a guy like this, that is hurting on the inside and they're taking it out on anyone around them. It is going to cause some upheaval. I hope it doesn't. I hope I'm wrong, but if you can ride that out and then he can also really, really want to change and grow up and mature you'll have positive results, but you might be in his here in, in his life in this moment to teach him how to do this. 
Honestly, I have to say, Adrian, I um, used to bend over backwards for guys like these. Um, before I met you and saw all of your videos, I would just think that um, I was doing something wrong and that I had to change and I was trying to please him and do everything the way he wanted. Um, but now I'm really at this point where I think, honestly, do I want to be with a guy like that long term um, with somebody who makes me feel bad about myself? Um, even when he's just being, even if he's just irritated in this moment and doesn't really have a problem with me, but still the way he's criticizing triggers something in me that makes me feel that, that you know, maybe am I a bad person? Am I not, you know, looking around and um, being careful about other people walking past me? And that's not, and that's the point where I just... More often than not, I think to myself, do I really want this? And I owe that to you and what you have taught us. Well, so I, I'm, I'm so glad that you're able to not blame yourself. And I want to tell you, women for, for thousands, 15, 16 generations before you, their livelihood depended on being nice to a man. Their survival depended on being nice to a man. Imagine what our sisters have been going through for all of these years. So it's in your, it's in you. It's in our DNA to, uh, you know, what am I doing wrong to doubt ourselves? It's another thing to say, you know what? I'm not responsible for how you feel. Like, I'm sorry that you're experiencing this. I'm not responsible for how you feel. Likewise, he can say to you, well, I am not responsible for how you feel. If you feel bad about yourself, if you're self-doubting yourself, if you're beating yourself up, I am also not responsible for how you feel. And he's exactly right. He isn't. So you see what a learning process this man, what a learning opportunity this man is giving you right now. And it may prepare you for a relationship in the future. It may prepare you to have a relationship with children one day. We don't know. But right now, this man is in front of you and you're having this experience for a reason. And I would kind of learn all I could and practice all I can before you like walk out if you want to walk away. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so glad I was able to connect with you. Let us move on to Clarissa. Hi, Adrian. How are you? Hi, Clarissa. I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks. Sorry for any background noise. I'm currently at work, but I, I had to, to join in and ask a question along the, uh, the lines of the criticism, commenting, yeah. and then where you were saying, you know, sometimes they just pick on you because you're the one right beside them to pick on. And for my question, or I guess example of this is, um, so I kind of lost myself in the relationship uh, for a couple of years. I um, into barrel racing and I do the horse thing and I lost my horse. And so I lost a huge part of who I am. And so, of course, he noticed that and says, well, you just don't ever do anything, you know, for you anymore. And you don't go hang out with your friends and you don't do anything just for you. And so, of course, I get my juicy life back in order and I'm busy and I'm out accomplishing goals and, you know, kicking butt where I can and getting back to me. Did you get a new horse? Did you get a new horse? I did. Yeah. Yep. I got a new horse. I, well, I had a baby horse. And so she was, she's old enough. So just this last six months, probably I've been Great. really going strong, getting the training lined out and really just starting to hit some jackpots and really just 
back into my jam, right? Like just back to being happy and where I'm used to being in my energy. And so before it was, well, you never do this. And so now it's, wow, it must be nice to play all of the time. So that must be nice just to be able to go and play when you want to play. And so it's really tough for me because, you know, he's a great provider. We're not married, been together five years, lived with him been together over five years, lived with him five years, and he pays the mortgage. I contribute, you know, smaller things. Um, but I feel like those bigger things, um, I've been married to before and I've had to walk away and I'm not prepared, I guess, to share, uh, those big types of responsibilities when we're not married, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, I'm, I try to make sure that he knows that he's appreciated and I'm very grateful, you know, for him and for us. And, you know, he's always welcome to come along. He chooses not to most of the time. And mm -hmm. so it's just quite funny to me that it's, well, you don't ever do this and then you do it. And, and then it's like, oh, well, must be nice to go. No, you're getting, you're getting picked on. I mean, you're getting yeah. picked on, right? If it feels like it and it looks like it and it sounds like it, that's what it is. So, um, Really, just like when we were talking to uh, Anya, this is about not engaging, but also I would love for you to say, you know, I notice this keeps coming up. Mm. I notice this, oh, it must be fun to play, keeps coming up. Is there something more I need to know there? Or is there oh. something we need to talk about? That's great. That really is great. Cause I just don't, I mean, I kind of feel like there might be some animosity a little bit, but at the same yeah. time, it's like, well, I'm doing what you asked me to do in the first place. And I'm trying not to overanalyze him. I'm trying to stay out of his head and uh -huh. just focus, you know, on me and what feels good. And uh -huh. you know, so, so let's, things. let's do this because this is something that we can all do. And uh, Clarissa, I want you to just put your guy you know, three, four feet in front of you, have him standing there and I'm going to voice him. Okay. Okay. And he says, well, oh, you're going out riding today. Oh, must be so nice to have all this time to play. And you say, <laughs> well, yes, it you. feels wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. It feels wonderful. Would you like to join me? <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, no, but it must be really nice. It must be really nice to be able to do this. That's all I'm saying. <clears throat> okay. Well, is there, you know, I just, I, I noticed that this keeps coming up. Is there something more I should know? Uh-huh. Now look at his face. And what do you see on his face? I just kind of see him kind of doing that, you know, little kind of like a frown, but a shrug, like, eh, you know, like, nah, not really kind of a vibe. Nice. Nice. Cause that's where, you know, if you keep ignoring it and, and hoping that it'll go away, um, that, that's where it will just keep appearing because you're not standing up for yourself. You're not being assertive. And remember feminine energy isn't about being a doormat. It's, it's about how does this feel to me right now? God, I'm feeling like, I'm feeling like someone's picking on me. I'm feeling some sensation in my body that I don't even want to tell him I'm taking my horse out, you know, or whatever. Um, and so this is just about being assertive and recognizing I need to say something here. I need to get clarity. Remember one of your superpowers with as a feminine energy diamond girl is boundaries, finding what you feel, your feelings, warmth, and clarity. 
And I think clarity is going to be a game changer because if there is something about him that is feeling animosity or pain over your freedom and your ability to go out and play, he needs to come to terms with it. Again, no one is here to be a guy's therapist or a mother. You cannot solve the pain that is inside of these men. You cannot solve it. It's up to them to figure it out and solve it. Perfect. Thank you. You're, you're welcome. Now I'm going to mute you and I'm going to close out this call, but I'm going to talk about one quick thing that Clarissa said. She said, I've been in a relationship for five years and we're not married. And for me, that's, that's usually the, that is the bigger problem than him picking on you. Because I always feel like the cracks start to show the longer a relationship is in, I don't want to say in this limbo place, because I think you can date for a good little bit, but it will start to feel out of balance. And that's probably what this man is feeling with Clarissa is that wow, I'm paying the mortgage and I'm doing all this and I'm doing all that. And she's contributing. She's out playing with her horse again. She's got this rich, full, juicy life. And it's not feeling balanced in some way. And part of commitment is part of that vow you make with each other is working out those terms and agreements. That This is how we're going to do things. And this is how things are going to feel. And I don't feel comfortable paying the mortgage and I'm not a wife. Now, if you can have that conversation with him, <laughs> that's when all of this stuff's going to get unboxed is when you're going to be able to, uh, you know, address the, the big elephant in the room. How, how does that sound for you, Clarissa? Oh, that sounds great. I've gone broken record on him with, you know, I want to be a wife. And he says, well, you've been a wife. And I said, well, that's not very fair. I want to be a wife. I want to be a mom. You know, like those are the things I want. And, you know, I'm, you know, if that's with you, great. If not, that's just, that's what I want in life is to, I want to be a wife and I want to be a mom. No one, in my opinion, gets married with the notion that it isn't going to work out, but life happens you know, stuff happens. I don't think it takes away from the dream that I want to have. And so when I've brought that up to him, you know, he just says, oh, wow. And he, I think he goes into the defending of, oh, well, I must be a terrible person because I provide these things for you. And it's like, no, you know, that's, I'm very grateful for you. I would love to contribute, but I don't feel comfortable contributing while I'm not a wife. Oh, this is a tough one because uh, yeah. the, the, the variables keep changing. So now it's like, I can't contribute until I am a wife. And he goes, but you've been a wife before and that didn't work out. And now you're here. So, um, you know, oh, what a tangled web we weave here. And nobody is really being honest with the other person about what's going on, which is, I want to be a wife. And you're telling me I don't want to be a wife. And I know how I feel. And now let's make it really confusing and talk about our bills and our income and who pays the mortgage. Let's, let's throw that in there. It's not about that. It's about, I've been dating you for five years and I want to be a wife. And you can listen to his objections all you want, but this will be, Clarissa, this will be about you walking away. This will result. Otherwise, the picking is just going to, I think, escalate and it might go some your way, some his way. 
And more than that, I just don't want you investing any more time with someone that's telling you, you don't know how you feel or telling you that you don't know what you want. So read my blog on why walking away works. It's way too much to talk about right now, but just remember that walking away can be physical. Like that's it. I'm leaving. I've got an apartment and walking away can also start with things that you're doing in the relationship. And remember, these are not things to manipulate your partner into getting them to do what you want them to do. It's really about, I don't know how I feel. I don't know how I feel about us anymore. And that's the truth. I don't. And instead of keeping the status quo going, keeping the relationship going the way it's always gone, you know, going on trips with him, going to see his mom and investing more in the relationship, you can say like, I don't really know. And you can give yourself a date. I do like giving yourself a date. Let your inner boy give you a date like, in three months from now, I'm going to give myself an answer. I don't care what his answer is. I am giving me an answer to what I'm going through. And um, that's my shortened version of walking away. But I do have a really popular blog about that on my website. All right, ladies, I hope this podcast edition has been helpful in breaking bad habits, establishing new habits, noticing where you're critical in your relationship. And I challenge you to really take notice of this 80-20 protocol and see if 20% can be about observing your partner and making comments instead of criticizing them. And just catching yourself when it's you're taking your anger out on them and it's really about something you're feeling inside. And this also works in reverse. We talked a good bit in this podcast about standing up for yourself being able to have an assertive conversation and try to heal the relationship in a new direction. Because usually if someone is criticizing us or attacking us, it's because they're experiencing pain and they just don't know a healthier way to communicate it. None of us are taught how to communicate and assertive speaking as children or as young adults. And so we're having to learn it now, but you can set a good example in the relationship And the two of you can learn and grow from one another in a new, wonderful direction, I hope. All right, everyone. I hope this podcast has been helpful today. Thank you so much for joining. I look forward to seeing you all in the future. Much love. Hi, this is Adrienne Everhart, and I'm curious. Are you ready to attract a loving partner and create your very own happily ever after? Maybe you've seen my growing list of testimonials on my Instagram page, or somehow you've been drawn to my work with feminine energy. I've helped a lot of women find true love, get engaged, married, and some even remarried. I want to help do the same wonderful thing in your life. I want to share Fem Tools for Dating. It's a program on my website and it's waiting for you. You see, dating can feel really difficult, and I teach you how to go from feeling invisible and intimidated online to creating connection with men and calling forth quality men into your life. Step-by-step, I guide you from the very first hello to happily ever after. I teach you so many feminine energy tools along the way and so, so much more. 
Now, if you want a coach that gets results and has methods that have helped women all over the world, Fem Tools is available when you need it. So head on over to my website, that's Everheart Coaching, E-V-E-R-H-E-A-R-T Coaching, and look for FEM. That stands for Feminine Energy Mindset Method. Trust me, ladies, this very affordable program does not disappoint.